Welcome to the Two Lonely Boys in a Canoe podcast. I am Chris Evans. A.K.A. Gravel Shits. Gravel Shits. Yeah. And my cohort. Gorgeous George. Gorgeous George, a.k.a. Trevor Allstrom. What the fuck is up, Marie Callenders? What's up, Denny's? What's up? What's up, Dairy Mart? All right, folks. We're glad to be with you today. Been a long day at work. We're here, and uh, Trevor's finishing out his week. I got a couple more days, but yeah, man, it's good to be here. Yeah. How was your day, Trevor? So it was a day. A day like every other day, until the day was different. <laughs> Two days gonna be the day till we get next to you. No. Do that. I got a pocket. Got a pocket full of sunshine. Your <laughs> day is gonna be full of crappy sunshine. <laughs> I don't know. Look, it's been one week since you looked at me. Two since you said you were sorry. Three weeks since I laughed at you. you. <laughs> no, it was all right. Just another day of rain and grinding saw blades and fixing them. Yeah. Good job, man. I'm limping around. Woo! Pimp with a limp. Pimp with a limp. Yeah, my day was pretty good, too, man. Another day at work. Another uh, dollar in the pocket, you know? And uh, we're moving forward. Yeah. It's good stuff. Pain. Moving a lot of furniture. Hell yeah. Moving furniture and moving bills. Mm-hmm. You know it. Cash rules everything around me. Get the money. Dollar, dollar, dollar bills, bills, y'all. Shout out Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> All right, so what do you want to talk about today, Trevor? Well. We've got a lot of interesting stuff to get to. We do. I noticed that it is uh, Pacific Islander and Asian Heritage Month, just for Very nice, to know. yes. Pacific Islander. If All you don't Asians, know, we'll be specific about the Pacific. The Pacific, yes. <laughs> hey, Chris, what do you call a Hawaiian that has a cold... Spam. A poly sneezing. Ah, uh, <laughs> no, that wasn't good. <laughs> Blame the internet for that one. So in recognition of Polynesian and Pacific Islander Month. And Asians. And Asians. Who do you think we should take recognition of? Hmm. How about... I'm going to throw one out there. Jackie Chan. (laughs) Yeah, I know he's kind of overplayed, man, but when Chan was in his prime, he was kicking ass, man. He was with Bruce Lee and stuff. Yeah, training under Bruce Lee and those guys. Crazy. You imagine running into Jackie Chan in his prime? Fuck you up. Can you imagine when he was young and learning learning stuff and being in a Bruce Lee movie? Like, yeah. Jackie Damn. Chan's uh, whole career was built off of him being a crazy stuntman. He did martial arts, and he didn't really speak too much English, but he kept getting put in martial arts movies that were making it to the States, and he was a really great stuntman. That's how he ended up in a lot of Bruce Lee's movies. Yeah, and he's, yeah, really good stuntman. He'd get thrown through walls and all sorts of crazy Really good shit. martial artist, too. Like, it's crazy how he can combine... Yeah. No, he was like the WWF of... Kung Fu movies for a minute, the way he could like just throw. So people forget, man, years ago people just used to use their bodies like fucking dumbbells. Yeah. And, you know, just throw them no, around. Jackie Chan really did get beat up. Especially. Evil Knievel, man. Evil Knievel, dude. Oh, yeah. That guy broke every bone in his body multiple times. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it's amazing he lived as long as he did. It's weird he lived as long as he and did. Jackie he should have been dead years ago. Jackie Chan, too. Jackie Chan, yeah, man. Yeah, both those guys. He died under some sort of weird circumstance was, on set. He was supposed to, I guess, on 9-11, he was supposed to do a stunt scene on top of the towers, and they decided to cancel it because he wasn't feeling well. I don't know about all that. So Trevor, they say. Trevor's uh, speaking 9-11 truth over here. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'd throw some conspiracy He's like, didn't you know that that morning Jackie Chan was supposed to walk a straight rope between the two towers, <laughs> but he got a cold? What? <laughs> He's doing his greatest stunt ever dodge airplane that's coming in. Just, oh, man. Uh, Do you remember that newest Mission Impossible that came out? That fucking, uh, what's his face? 
Tom, Tom Cruise strapped to a plane as it like actually took off. You remember that? I saw the clip for it. And he's like, dun, 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 dun. he's like holding onto the side as the plane leaves the ground. Yeah, it's crazy that it's actually him yeah. strapped side. And he's an old guy now. He's another know. guy. How old is he? He's like, he has to be like 50. Is he Clooney old? Is he George Clooney old? He's about there. He's like 50. He was doing stuff in the 80s. So, I mean, he did Top what? Gun. He, he did Top Gun yeah. in the 80s. Yeah, but. He did other stuff too. Yeah, he's an 80s actor, but he was a young 80s actor. Yeah. How old is he now? Thomas Cruise. Another stuntman guy. It seems like we're talking about stuntmen today. That's kind of the... the nope. Point. Not at Asians. all. We can go back to Asians and Polynesians. Well, I threw out Jackie Chan, and then we spiraled into Tom Cruise. We did. We did spiral into Tom Cruise. But you didn't even throw out a Polynesian Asian. I'll throw one, I'll throw one out there. Way to, way to honor their heritage, bro. It's heritage one. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll pick. Big Izzy, the, the, the singer. The I favorite. just want to let you guys know that Trevor is being nuts right now. He put down a joint to take a hit of a bowl. He wouldn't pass the joint back. He fucking set it down, picked up his bowl, and now he's walking away to go fucking check on food. This guy's all over the place, folks. All right. All right. Enough of your craziness. Sit back down. I, I got one. I got somebody. Ooh. Ooh. This is, I want to say... I'm howling pretty hard over here. Ooh. Actually, Ooh. I'll, I'll pick uh, Willie K. He was a famous Hawaiian musician that played a lot of Hawaiian slacky guitar, and he uh, even did stuff with Jack Johnson, and... If you talk to people from Hawaii, he's huge over there. He was big in like the 80s and 90s. And Little uh, Two Lonely Boys uh, context here. Trevor has a ton of obscure artists and music just slammed into his brain somehow. I do. I, do. Um, I have to deal with these random music <laughs> facts constantly. Uh, he just thinks it's cool knowledge. But I just think sometimes he should just shut up. What do you people think? <laughs> no, no, they they love it. Whatever. They can't talk to you. Let's don't. go to caller one. <laughs> we don't have any callers yet. Don't hate me because I'm beautiful, bud. All right. Once we do get callers one day, and you're just gonna be sitting there, and people will be calling in, talking shit to me about my music. No, they'll be talking uh, good shit. They'll probably be fucking hyping you up. And then all I have to deal with it, you'll be like, see, Chris, see, people know about my crazy music. And I'll be like, ah, shut up, folks. You guys need to stop talking. Hey, you want to talk about Iranian flute music right now? And you'll yeah, be like, here we go. <laughs> you guys opened up Pandora's music box. You don't have to live with them. I do. Imagine hearing this at 2 in the morning. Hey, Chris, you ever heard of Baklava? He's this Czechoslovakian... Uh, a uh, guitar player that No, baklava is a Greek dessert. No, I know. But damn it, stop busting up my story. Be better at bullshitting then. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm not trying to bullshit. You can't bullshit a bullshitter. can't make me bullshit more than I bullshit because I'm already... See? Can't do it. Can't do you know it. What? You're going to bully the bullies, the bullies, the bully bullies? Folks, he's trying to make me give a shit, but I'm not giving a shit right now. You have, you can count on no hands how many fucks you have to give. He's the idiot that put the joint down. What kind of idiot puts the joint down? He goes to pick up a bowl and then puts the bowl down. <laughs> he didn't even take a hit. The guy that's distracted. He thinks he's distracted. He doesn't even have pussy in his lap. What am I going to do with him if I take him to a strip club? Have a good time. Yeah, probably. It'd be yeah. fun. <laughs> Throw slime on the walls. You remember yeah. when you were at Toys R Us as a kid? You get that slime stuff? Yeah. Just imagine going into a strip club <laughs> with slime and just being like, no yeah. hands, right? <laughs> launching slime at people. They'd be like, what's your problem? You get thrown out immediately. <laughs> slime the bodyguard. <laughs> Security guard. You'd be like Slimer for fucking Ghostbusters. Just throwing nasty goop at people. 
I ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> shout out Ghostbusters. Yeah. Shout out Ghostbusters. Shout out uh, Terminator. And shout out Back to the Future while written all the good ones. <laughs> Taking all the 80s movies over here. Fuck yeah. Fucking 16 Candles. No, also, no. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, have you seen 16 the... 16 Candles sucked. Yeah. It's terrible. I've never seen it, but have you seen The Thing? <laughs> you just agree. Yeah, no. The Thing? The Thing that lives in the bottom of your shoes? No, no, I've never seen the that. John Carpenter movie. No. You haven't? It's no, good. you haven't? No. Oh, you should see it. You should see it. See, that's what they all say, and then my brain gets ripped out. Yep. I, I've heard of it, folks. I'm not going to see any of Trevor's movies. <laughs> I have good taste in movies. He has good taste in movies like he has good taste in women. Punchline. <laughs> I couldn't think of one. <laughs> you know, Chris, I like my women like I like my beer. Cold and bitter. I like my women like I like beach balls. Full of hot air and ready to explode at any time. <laughs> I thought you were gonna make some joke about sandy vagina, like no, so no, bounce around and, and covered in sand or something. That's probably very true. Bounce that, around like, and covered I like in sand. women like uh, beach balls, full of hot air and just ready to explode at any point. Yeah. I'm just waiting for shit to hit the fan. Yeah. Unfortunately. I'm like, yeah. I knew she was holding down the crazy a little too long. She's been holding back. Look at her go. She just got a little bit of coke and earned a little meth, and here we go. That's something that a lot of people don't talk about um, in relationships in general. Is that when you first get together with somebody, you have to hold down the. Crazy. You have to hold down and hold back the crazy for a while, and then you have to unleash yeah. on them like. No tomorrow, because if they can't accept you at a certain point, then it's not going to work. Yeah. No, but I've, I've had I think that there's two approaches there. What do you think? The first approach is, is mine, which is just, here you go. Ah. Or you slowly introduce them to your insanity. <laughs> the problem is, is I am, you know, a little out there. And I have to hold the crazy down, so it's... Insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. Insane in the what? All uh, right. Just trying to... All right. Shout out. Just a cool guy doing cool things, just trying to be cool. Man, cool guys never say shit like that. Blah, blah, blah. Branch. Damn it, Hannibal. You live in our minds nonstop. Because he's hilarious. He is. Uh, what were you going to say, though? So what's the third option? You got your options. I got my options. I mean, there's... How do you introduce a woman to the crazy? Usually just by... Telling her jokes, like, every so often. And then... <laughs> Making them slowly worse. Yeah. <laughs> You're slowly like, so worse. two Asians walk into a bar. <laughs> and they up. order a drink. And the bartender's extremely polite. Doesn't ask anything of them except for them to pay... Uh, it's a very nice interaction. They meet two girls and leave the bar. The end, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a bar joke. <laughs> I have not heard that one. I've heard they have that. a wonderful time. They pay their tab courteously. <laughs> they, they eat smile. some peanuts. They leave. <laughs> they give them some very good life advice. Oh, here's a cool one I just thought of. Man, I am bouncing from subject to subject. Trevor, we are... As you would say, bar kids or alcoholics anonymously being alcoholics sometimes. Yes, I've also had to go to AA and NA, so yeah, woo's Yeah, me. AA is great. <laughs> ah. NA, NA isn't great either, so. Yeah, yeah. at least funner stories, I suppose. They're both depressing. Yeah. I remember one. It's all around depressing. Trying to get help is hard, I, folks. I, if you need help out yeah. there, don't be uh, too sad or too shy to call, you know, suicide hotline or whatever. I don't know. Or what are the rules these days if, on that if, type if of stuff? If you have a crazy story, you can definitely call in and tell us. Yeah. We'll talk We to don't you. have a phone number for you to call in on, yet, but, yet. but we when will. we do. <laughs> if, you, if you're thinking about killing yourself... Give us a call. We'll talk we'll, to you. We'll talk to you about the drugs you should try beforehand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, like, weird 
weird places you should go see other things you're still recording hold on one second folks recording more than 15 minutes just want to do that no all right slight technical difficulties it's a part of a live podcast folks well it's not live right now but well (laughs) it will be. be eventually yes Right Wait. now, we're going to keep talking and use our radio voice. Radio voice. We could also... Welcome to the radio. Oh, I, I do know a thing we could talk about. Two brief. We could talk Two about... Two briefs. Boxer briefs. Two briefs. briefcases walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, we would... Uh, I know, it's hard. How do no, I got one. I got it. No, I got it. I got it. I... You, they walk in and they could be like, "Hey, I know you got a couple of cases here, but at least we're not bastard cases." All right, that's terrible. I, I know I've never had okay, to make a suitcase like this. joke. Two, How do we two do that? Briefcase walk into a bar, bar. and well, the bartender like, turns around and goes, "What the fuck? What are you doing?" <laughs> and it's two briefcases walking into a bar, so he grabs a shotgun and just starts unloading shells into them. But they're actually alien mutants, and they're just oh, gonna yeah? change into aliens, and then. They, they thought that the world was full of walking briefcases. They didn't do their, their homework. It's like a Rick and Morty episode. Yeah. This is Rick and Morty it's shit. Walking briefcases yeah. everywhere. I could see Rick and Morty where it's literally a bar of just walking briefcases yep. and we're getting drunk. Yep. That's see? Sick. Shout that's out Rick and joke. Morty. We just wrote a, a premise for a Rick and Morty episode that's going to be out in a year. Yep. Also, the. Uh, listen to our thoughts, people. If you can hear this out there, you're a part of the resistance now. <laughs> Wear your tinfoil hat. Don't let them in. But anyways. Let them in. Just close enough that you can slit their throats. <laughs> or just give them some peanut butter. I don't know. Yeah, put peanut butter all over your body. See how long it takes them to lick it off. <laughs> well, that's, that's what you use when you have a jar of peanut butter and a lonely dog and, you know. Things happen. I'm a lonely dog. Ladies, if you're listening, I will lick peanut butter. No. <laughs> Shout out, canines. Shout out being a lonely dog. Yep. He's a lonely dog. He's a lonely wolf. We could wolf. S- wolf, wolf, wolf. We could Arr. say some. We could talk about wolf sometime. Wolf. Our old yeah. neighbor. He's a weird guy that used to live next to us, and he was gay. But the only reason he was gay was to spite women because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. He was gay to spite women because women hadn't been very nice to him. So Mitch. he would have been like an incel, but he went out into the world and he had relationships with people to spite women. I don't, I don't, I don't completely understand. Was very strange. But real quick, back to the briefcase one. What if we said something about a handle? Like I got a handle on the situation because they have handles. Stop trying to make a briefcase, Jeremy. Okay. It's not going to work. All right, back to Wolf, then. You sit down and write a good briefcase joke, and we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, we talked about Wolf, actually, with back when I... Yeah, Io was a, a friend of ours. Uh, you guys have been introduced to him. Not yet, but I think we have some content on here that maybe we'll release. He and I did episode zero. He did episode. negative episode one. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Episode zero. No, it's it's negative episode one. There is no such thing as zero. Zero doesn't exist. It does now. Thanks to the Arabic people, it does now. We got zero from them. Zero, 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 zero. <laughs> Shout out. Arab, not. Getting Arab money. <laughs> We're getting Arab money. That a song? Yeah. Shout out Arabic numbers and math. Shout out Saudi Arabia for having some of the funniest and coolest hats around. I like those like blanket hats they have. They like have the one strap that holds it to their head. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. If you lived in the desert, what would be your go-to fucking attire? That's a good one if you're in the desert. Because you need coverage obviously. Yeah. But you need fabric that breathes. Cotton maybe would be too much. I, I, do, I do like the, the light straw hat, kind of like you have. Mm-hmm. I have used that before. But if you're swinging a tool around, that's an issue. Hats get in the way. 
Yeah, especially if you're at like a lot of time. There have been a lot of jobs like you where I'm swinging a like a sledgehammer or an axe. So I sledgehammer. Shout out Peter Gabriel's. Anyways, <laughs> steam. Yeah. Pillow made of concrete. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Eddie Vedder. Little damn. Nah. Trevor's losing steam here, folks. We need to steam them up. I'm going to burn them with the cigarettes. Ah! There he goes. All right. All right. We could also... You want to hear about what I what I read today? Trevor read something, folks. He's blowing my mind every day. I'm reading about the supposed copper mines of King Solomon from the Old Testament of the Bible. So in case you folks don't know, King Solomon was a dude. And uh, he existed. And apparently, it was a while ago? Like 3,000 years ago? Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, yeah see, I was right. <laughs> yeah, the Old Testament's like four to 3,000 years ago. So, apparently... Up until Jesus. But yeah, apparently... Jesus. Jesus. Carpenter. Oh, man. <sighs> Look, Jesus, I thought you were going to build this boat, man. I need to float, I need to float on down the river. Well, you can just float on the fact that the Lord is always here for you. Shine shine your light, my son. <laughs> and you will never need the boat. It's like, I live in frickin' New England. <laughs> it rains. It's Boston, man. There's a port here. I need a boat. I'm on an island. Shout out, Islanders. Yeah. Shout out the Lonely Island Boys. I'm an island boy, just being real weird. I'm an island boy. That's pretty funny. Weird ass hair. <laughs> yeah, kids don't get face tattoos. You're just looking strange for no reason. I mean, if you're in prison, I kind of get it. But yeah, still, just don't do it. It's stupid. You'll look real retarded when you're 80. So, copper mines. Yeah. King Solomon. So they were Old Testament. So they had never found them before. There was always one of those things they were trying to find, one of those mythic things like Atlantis. Yeah, like at that because he was wonder of the world. Because King Solomon supposedly was one one of the wealthiest kings of the ancient ancient world, and at that time, you know why he was so rich. Cryptocurrency. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the bullshit. Like, what's he going to say? That's good. Cryptocurrency. Bitcoin. Deutschcoin. And all this crap coin. Because King Solomon, he was a time cop. <laughs> of course. That's how you got to play the field. Through time and space. Yeah. Got to have your money in different times so that you wake up and you're in King the depression. King Solomon is a time You're in the depression sense. and you're selling wheelbarrows. And you want to know why people need wheelbarrows during the, the depression? You got to move a lot of rock You had to move a lot of shit. Yeah. Because you yeah. weren't staying anywhere. You couldn't afford to. <laughs> I, I remember, I've seen a lot of pictures in the 30s of just like dudes with scully caps and like tweed jackets and suspenders. And they're just, this entire rows of guys just moving wheelbarrows full of bricks and rocks just to job sites and then because it's not like now nah, we're like the ore. yeah it's like hey you gotta go up ten flights with these things yep. like fuck there's gotta be a better way to do this and they're like yeah there is but uh, it costs a lot of money and yeah. you're cheap labor so yep. get to work they had, get to work asshole they had basic cranes at that time but yeah it was definitely cheap to just hire a bunch of dudes Oh, you can't find work? Oh, that sucks. We got a job. Doesn't pay real well. There's no benefits. You're probably going to die, but you might survive to make enough to go to the next town and work there. And it's like, all right. And if if you do survive, you have some cool stories to tell your grandkids. Okay. But don't worry. Nobody survives. And if you do, you're just a lucky bastard, and we'll make sure that you're exposed to a chemical that will give you cancer in 40 years. America! 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they found King Solomon's mines of copper, or they did not? Let's, they... Get, to the, let's get to the steak. I'm sick of the potatoes. Alright. Those are good, though. So they found the actual mines, and they had, for that time, they used a lot of charcoal. 
and they, they would smelt it using charcoal. I wouldn't be using that word around Hank Hill over here. No. <laughs> well, sorry, but people weren't using propane. Damn it, Bobby! So they found the mines. They found them, and the big thing they found was they had mined, but they also found a lot of just remnants of like the like the, the clay furnaces they had used, and they had also used things like clay nozzles that they use as what a billows. Was, what was the significance of the charcoal? That's that's what they used to light the fire to melt the, the charcoal. I mean, to, to melt the, the copper ore. Ooh. So they had they talked about how 3,000 years ago, like, this was, mind you, like the end of the, the copper age. Mm -hmm. So, like... There were a few places, but people weren't really mess using iron too much or steel. It was still just many. Just yet. Yeah. Yeah, just on the just on the cusp. The, the cusp. I mean, there were probably a few places, but they hadn't quite had the yeah. exposure to it or the mining just yet. Whereas, like gold, silver, and copper, you know, through time. And just a few hundred years before, um, there had been this thing known as the Great Bronze Age collapse. Where empires like the Phoenicia and a lot of and a lot of big cities around like uh, Babylon, they got just swept over by this wave of just pirates that came in, and they came into the Mediterranean and just swept through. So like with the Romans, Arr. yeah. But it was a whole it was a whole just wave of like super ancient pirates that came in with bronze weapons and just fucked everything up. Wow. I just learned about it. I'd heard a little bit about it, but they never really talk about it because they're still learning a lot about it because it was long ago, and a lot of these people didn't leave a lot of written records, but people wrote about them, mm -hmm. but they haven't found a lot of records that they themselves wrote. So the problem is that a lot of times when uh, the Shout ownership out. changes, you know, let's say ownership changes... Uh, a lot of the text and a lot of the information from the previous owners get lost. Of course. You know, it's like a new person moving into a home. They usually don't keep the old mail. It's know? also the phrase, like, the winners write the history. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's yeah. not always a bad thing, but it does leave a skewed uh, worldview, you know? Yeah, it's like when you start learning about... Like World War Two from the German or the Japanese perspective, like you learn about like World War One from the the Turkish perspective. Okay. Yeah. Gives you a different view on things. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's always interesting how, um, you know, if you ever read letters or you ever listen to. Um, correspondence between people that were in a war uh, you know the variations and the descriptiveness of like that what they go through on a day to day is pretty vastly different than what the history books may tell you or what a politician may describe yeah. to you is what is oh, yeah. happening in, in a place you know a lot of the people that are on the front lines are the people that have to deal with the day in and day out, whereas people the dying. politicians and yeah. the people that are making the calls, the generals and whatnot, are sitting in a base a it's long a ways away or on a ship, you know, yeah. safe from harm pretty much. Now, a lot, there were a lot of old school conquerors that would actually ride out to battle, but... That it's really a dying thing. art, man, yeah. because they've realized, I think, that... Uh, like a lot of... An, an army is a lot more powerful with a with a general in command than if the general's out there fighting with his men. Yeah, no, that has changed because it used to. It really used to be like a whole honor thing, whereas now it's just all right. Now how do we win? Because yes. now we've we, because we, honor is cool, but dying on the battlefield isn't yeah. as uh, isn't as cool as it once was. Like up until, for example, like. The Revolutionary War was a war where, you know, the British were used to, like, the other army would be like, all right, we won't shoot your other commanders if we see them. And, like, there were rules of engagement. Yeah. There were things they did. There wasn't so much militia shit going on. So, 
I think it was a balance between the two. Like, there were definitely rules of engagement on a battlefield. Yeah. But if you were a guy traveling with your family to a new place because it's been taken over by British rule or something, and you get caught by British soldiers, they might not fucking care about you or your family Mm -hmm. or anything. That's what that whole movie The Patriot was about with Mm -hmm. Mel Gibson. They rode up on his house and he was taking care of the... Soldiers. Yeah, no, I've seen the movie. They shot his kid. And because he was just helping some... some kin- he was helping both sides. Yeah. You know, and that was technically treason. That was a good movie, though. I really did It was like a that. pretty good movie. It gave uh, Heath Ledger a start in uh, yeah, I've big seen movies. It. Yeah, that and uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. Shout out Heath Ledger. Rest Shout in out peace. Heath Ledger. Rest in Him peace. Him is the fucking best Joker ever. Yeah, definitely best Joker. He died doing the role, man. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, he's one of the few actors to win an Oscar after he died. Who else has won an Oscar after they The guy died? from the movie Network. It's it's called Network. It was an old, I've seen parts of it. It's from the like late 70s. I wonder if Brandon Lee, the son of Bruce Lee, remember he died on the set of Crow? I don't think that won an Oscar, though. Yeah, I don't think it did either. That was just a crazy story. Brandon yeah. Lee got shot by a blank. And, and it happened way. again with fucking Rust. When are they going to realize, people, that you can't give an actor a gun and expect them to know fucking gun safety? Yeah. They're not gun people. They have to use it sometimes. But, yeah, they're not going to be like, you or I, like, I would, of course, check it immediately. I wouldn't give a shit if they were like, the scene calls for you to shoot him point blank in the chest. Like, I'm checking it. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Even if that gun fails and the bullet fucking does what it's supposed to, there's a 50-50 shot that that might not happen. Yeah. That's not great odds. Shot, yeah. Fuck that. You gotta hope that the grain in the bullet is proper. No, no, no. Yeah, as you know... You Unless can... I watch that shit get pressed in front of me. <laughs> as you know, like, if you get hit with anything point blank, you can... It can kill you. I mean, if you throw any object at someone fast enough, you can kill them. If you threw that key at me fast enough, you could kill me. People die doing dumb shit all the time. People slip and fall in the tub. Yeah. You know, so the fact that they're like, no, we need this to be very realistic. I want you to point this in this direction and shoot it at people. I don't know, man. It's like people... Yeah, there. I mean, they're just make me shoot a fucking wall. You'll just cut it together anyways to make it look like I'm shooting them. Mm-hmm. It's called editing, folks. Yeah, there's always editors for movies <laughs> now. So, yeah. Speaking of movies, I saw a pretty weird one the other day. Oh, this do the a- album review thing. Album and, review. Yeah. And then you're gonna do the movie thing. We tried that. Yeah. I actually, I ended up listening to a different album, but it was. It was really good. Trevor's got this crazy idea. And I mean, he built it in a crazy lab with plutonium and a crazy hot scientist Whoa. named Betty. Hey, Monster Mash. We did the Monster, Monster Mash. Mash. As bubbling and shit. And that's that's what a happy Valentine's Day to you. We're coming at you with Monster Mash. And he Cut, goes, you from you Casey played, Kasem. Hey. He's like, you played the wrong track, didn't you? He's like, why are you doing this to me? Yeah, that was from The Simpsons. That was a really funny joke. He's like, oh, you crazy monster mashers out there on Valentine's Day. He's like, you played the wrong track, (laughs) didn't you? (laughs) This was like Casey Kasem, like some famous DJ. The only thing I remember Casey Kasem from was... He's been in a few things. Well, he was the uh, star witness in the OJ murder. (laughs) Or No, it was Cato Kalin. That's Cato Kalin. No, Casey Kasem was a famous That's radio so DJ. weird. They're both weird names. Casey Kasem and Kato Kalen. They should have did some sort of weird name, like, team up. Yeah. From the powers of Kato Kalen and Casey <laughs> Kasem. It's like, who are these superheroes? And, powers do hey, they And possess? if they both had seasons. One of them first... lies really well and gets his buddy off for murder. The other one, he's a DJ of some sort. I don't know who they... Casey Kasem is. If all their names were C's, that'd be C4. This is what I have to deal with, folks. <laughs> Trevor just puts these terrible jokes out there joke. sometimes, and he just expects some sort of, oh, that was great, man. Oh, You're my that 
testing ground. You're my uh, testing ground. I am not a testing ground. Yes, you are. I'm a fucking human. No. And I shouldn't be subject no. to your terrible humor you're like sometimes. The, you're like the, you're, this guy has the has the human fucking capacity for comedy. I do. But he chooses to use it like a three-year-old. <laughs> make people laugh quite often. He's always telling dick and butt jokes. No. <laughs> dick and butt jokes. It's terrible. <laughs> and sometimes a horse is involved. Oh. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. My name is Mr. Mr. Red. I'm going to cut you, motherfucker. <laughs> Get this N-word away from me. We're not allowed to say it, guys. There's no black people around. But if there was, we'd be saying it left and right, because that's equality. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, words. Anyways. Just like you can't call a bitch a bitch, you can't call a black person the N-word. It's like, what? I don't know if that's the same. People. I don't know. People. They be thinking. So back to the movie. Trevor likes to take these weird and wild runs, but I'm going to stick to my guns. The movie was called uh, Ninja Assassin, and it was kind of interesting. Uh, it gave me a funny joke concept. It's called Hot Cops. Uh, there's basically like some hot cops in this movie, and I just thought it'd be awesome to see a show with them, kind of like Law and Order, but them getting everything done really easily. Because like they just every- bend over. And- yeah, yeah, just doing hot cop stuff, you know? So that's kind of what uh, Law and Order SVU was. It was two hot cops doing hot cop stuff, but they were dealing with sexual predators and all that crap. Can you imagine like if they had like frisked someone down. Oh, they did. Like, oh, I'm gonna frisk you. I down. can't believe you've never seen Law and Order SVU, man. I've seen a few episodes of it. It's worth uh, checking out. There's some fucking weird. Is that the ones. one with Ice T? Ice T. I've yep. seen a few of them. Yeah. There's a chick I used to mess around with that would watch that show. It's a pretty nutty show. I started watching it when it's 15. I've seen a few of them, but... I don't know. Crime shows kind of get repetitive to me. Yeah, they're always trying to catch a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> some Scooby-Doo shit. Yeah, some Scooby-Doo shit. We're way with tools for you meddling kids, you fucking dog. So the Shout hot cops are trying to uh, get this guy who's some sort of undercover international ninja... From a secret clan. But he's a crazy ninja. He's the greatest ninja of all time. He's like the Donald Trump of ninjas. (laughs) Um, But his old clan is coming to get him because he went away from his clan because they killed his girlfriend. I'm losing steam on this really fast. It's not a crazy movie. This is what the, the points of the movie are. This guy is ripped. He looks great. His body is fucking ridiculous. I don't think he had an ounce of fat on him. It was all abs. And then they take him and they cut him. Damn. Yeah, they just like slash him the whole movie. They basically just give him wounds, you know? So It's like the Bruce Lee thing then the movie yeah, is covered kinda, in cuts. Yeah. So the crazy ninja guy is able to fight off a lot of crazy ninjas, but he ends up just cut to shit the whole movie. Um, he does all the cool stuff. He does. He saves the girl type of shit. And then the whole combination at the end of the movie is that he takes out his old master. And his old master is this one-eyed guy who he cut out his other eye. But he beats him up. Ninja assassin. <laughs> I had to wrap that up quick, man. I was losing steam. I watched it a couple days ago, but it wasn't that interesting, and there was just a lot of crazy uh, kung fu fight scenes. Because I love kung fu movies, but sometimes the stories lack, you know? Yeah. That's right. the problem with kung fu, man. Sometimes they have the best stories, and then sometimes the stories are just like, this guy's got to fight because he's a fighter. I don't know. <laughs> that is pretty crazy. Yeah. What? Do you know what year this movie was made, or...? Ninja Assassin, like 2010 or some shit? I don't know. Okay. Just look it up. Ninja Assassin. I can do that real quick. Excuse me, folks. I'm tired, but not too tired to act too wired to get some cocaine. No, boy. No more cocaine for you, sir. I remember the last time I did coke. It was with Angelo. Nice. 
You remember that? Yeah, I know. I, I did some with you. <laughs> I did hilarious. One, I did some with you and Angelo. That was hilarious. All three of us did cocaine together. Angelo was like, come on, I brought all this coke up from San Diego. I'm like, so? He's like, I started out with two eight balls, and this is all I got left. I'm like, what the fuck? That's a lot of coke, man. Yeah, like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, no, he... <laughs> yeah, it was funny doing coke from because he was... Way more excited than I was. Like, Coke for me is like, I do it and like. He's excited right. for us. He's yeah. excited for us. I was just like, all right, now I'm all over. I remember, I remember he specifically asked you, he's like, you've done cocaine, right? I figured you had. I'm like, yes, I've done cocaine. Like, I like it, but it's really overpriced for just like a little bit of excitement. Cocaine is way too overpriced. Way too overpriced, man. Like, you know the phrase, rich man's weed. Like, it's called that for a reason. Rich man's weed. <laughs> I've heard that phrase before. Man. That's yeah. funny. That's an, that's like an older term, though. I don't think I've ever heard somebody call cocaine rich man's weed, but I've heard it called a rich person's drug. Yeah, I've heard it called that, too. That makes more sense, because weed's usually more of a downer unless you have some crazy <laughs> sativa you're smoking. Yeah, I don't think that I'd call it... I think they just meant a you know, rich person's drug. Is what yeah. They meant. But you could also say about prescriptions. Mm-hmm. Fucking, that is the best thing to do. If you are prescribed a drug Should by a doctor. Should we stop this and then keep recording it? No, let's rock. All right, the problem is that we're going to have to figure these things out. As it's going to take some trial and error. That's why we're doing these episodes now yeah. so that when IO comes to help. I could help. actually text him today or call him see if he can come out this weekend. Whatever. You're listening to us make plans, folks, because Trevor's off track. I know. I can also call Silver Squirrel too and have him come. We're over. back on track. Back on track. Back on track. Hot coffee. Shh. That's a Dan Soda reference. Hot coffee. To the face. Ah. Well, no, he like says it when something's really cool. Hot, hot coffee. Yeah. Instead, yeah. instead of cool beans, he says hot coffee. Hot coffee. I like that. It is pretty cool. I like it too. Wow. Shout out Dan Soder, one half of the greatest fucking podcast ever, or radio show ever. And it's a podcast. It's also a podcast. It's yeah, both. Bonfires. The, the bonfire. Learned about it from. Chris. Shout out DJ Lou. Shout out Black Lou. Shout out Christine Evans. I have this crazy running theory that Christine is my long lost cousin. My name's Chris Evans, yeah, and hers is Christine Evans. Evans is a super common last name. You I, don't know that. I'm so indivi- I'm such an individual. <laughs> I've known a few people with the last name of Evans. Folks, so. don't worry. You're not an individual. You're not a shining star in the in the cosmos. You're a, You're a piece of fungus on the ass of the no earth. No matter who you are. Shut out. Trevor, Trevor's motivational speaker over here. Yeah, I was just inspired. I just got Earth, Wind, and Fire in my head. Shout out. Hot coffee, Earth, Wind, and Fire is amazing. Hell yeah, that man. Shout out Motown and Funk Music. Yeah. Shout out Grand Funk Railroad. Yep. Shout out Chicago. <laughs> We're doing funk like shout out Rick James. Shout out James Brown. Give it to me, babe. <laughs> James Brown was a funny dude. Fucking shout out Parliament. We got the funk. All that. Shout out the police. We'll always be watching you. Creepy. Yeah, hilarious. It's not funk though. I think it'd be a really That's great joke. Age, but yeah, I think this would be a great joke. But I don't know how to phrase it basically. But you kidnap a person. Okay. <laughs> See, that's why I like being a testy ground for jokes. Yeah. I get to hear some Yeah, but, yeah, it's not great all the time. <laughs> you gotta you're, pick and choose your punches, man. Yours, too. You've told me some that I haven't landed, Chris. So. Oh, of course. But not as frequently as you. I don't know about that. <laughs> I think so. I don't... We're gonna have to keep a joke counter in this motherfucker. We are. Yeah. Maybe I'm just nicer than you are. Who knows? No, Trevor, you are not nicer than I am. I'm the nicest. Now... <laughs> Trevor's a piece of shit. I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. His wife is a dog. Here's my flaw. Deep down, I don't think I'm the greatest. (laughs) He gets shot and he still points to the guy. You're gay. You're gay. Sit down. (laughs) Shane Gillis had that great joke where he's just like, Donald Trump would have been the funniest person. He gets shot? No, I've heard it. I've heard it. It's so funny. funny. He's like, he makes some weird sound. He'd be like, They fall over. <laughs> he is pretty funny as Trump. Like, he does a good job. 
He's a funny motherfucker. If you guys haven't checked out Gillian Keeves, it's a it's a sketch comedy show that was made with uh, uh, Brian McKeever's and uh, f- uh, Shane Gillis. It almost and, seems like it's a counterpart to like. Oh God, I forget her name. Damn it, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Some random chick out there. No, she's a cool chick. She's on. Ah, fuck. She's uh, Brian McKeever's wife. Okay. This is McKeever. <laughs> there you go. Gillian Keeves. No, I maybe I'm saying the, the name wrong. Keeves is. I don't know, man. I'm stoned. Stoner Problems. Stoner Problems Volume 1, folks. No, it's not an airplane crash. It's a detour that wasn't expected. Oh, oh. Three-hour tour. You guys ever seen Fiji? We're not stopping. We're just flying by. <laughs> I like to eat. And I mean eat people in Fiji. So we're going to keep going, folks. I like to eat. Eat pussy in Fiji. So we're going to keep going, folks. They eat more than the pussy. They eat the arms, the legs, the stomach, the ears. Shout out Pacific Islanders and people out there. <laughs> Shout out cannibalism. All right, cannibalism. Back. What's up? So... Here's our next topic. If you could eat a person, <laughs> would you? I got cannibal jokes, too, so we could do this. If you could eat a person, would you? How sober am I? Sober as you want to be. So you had unlimited alcohol. Would you still eat them? I would taste it. I'd eat a person. Wouldn't give a shit. So People are just another animal. Yeah. Supposedly you can get sick from it, but... Not you a lot can of get very sick from it. Yeah, what ends up happening, and it happens to a lot of animals. That's where mad cow disease came from. And they eat their own. Is time. there is a worm? There's a worm bacteria. There's a, there's a lot of biological issues with you eating the same species. Yep. But certain animals have adapted their stomachs and their bodies to like being able to eat anything almost. Um, but if you eat enough of. Uh, if you eat enough humans, you could possibly just go insane. You get tremors and shakes and shit. So there's been a lot of studies uh, through time on people that have cannibalized other people. And there is a deficiency in them. And this is brought to you by Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> yeah. I got no neck. I got long hair, but no neck. It's a real problem. If that's the right shit, Dad. No. So, Good Trevor, one. let's hear your review of your album. Trevor listened to an album this uh, past couple days, folks, yeah. and he wanted to give you a musical review on it. Actually, and I was, thought that was awesome. Actually, it was Wednesday when you walked <clears throat> in on me when I was getting ready to head off. And by walk in on him, he means he was ready to get off oh, yeah. to his game. He plays D&D sometimes. <laughs> So, you're supposed to be doing uh, a review. A review. I just started like Trevor let's goes, go. let's play an album. Because <laughs> we just... got 12 minutes left, and he's like, I got a whole album I'm here. I'm just going to play a few seconds. No, don't play any time. We don't have the time. Tell, tell the people what okay. to check out. So, My Useless Life is the name of the band. and they, Okay, the name of the band is? My Useless Life. That's the name of the band. Okay. They're from my hometown of Sacramento, California. Sack town. No shout out. Drag your sack across my town. Ball Sacramento. Anyways, they're a black metal band, and they're, which is a type of metal for people that don't know. Trevor is very into heavy metal. He likes a lot of really hardcore stuff, and I find it to be pretty dope sometimes. Sometimes I get a little annoyed by it. Because he doesn't play a lot of other things. I don't know about that. I play a lot of other things. Yeah, he kind of sticks to his guns and what he knows. But he's always bringing some crazy metal my way, that's for sure. So what about this album, Trevor? What was so good about it? Well, it's called On the Edge. The The album's album's called On the Edge. And the... Album is 37 minutes and 6 seconds. And it's good because it's just, it's called atmospheric. It's, it's a type of like atmospheric metal where it just, 
it just kind of it, what it's just trying to like set a mood so it's trying to play sort of ambient music along a minor key so it's just kind of like mood music where it doesn't have as many like crazy solos or like specific choruses there's just background like growling and just okay. kind of like droning guitar riffs okay was there a favorite track or a favorite song yes. that you had yeah the song, if you don't want to listen to well, the song to get you introduced to him is I Should Have Never Been Born. Okay. Should I Should Have, have never, never Been Born? Yeah. All right. And it's about five minutes. So how long has this group been around? A few years. I don't know exactly. They've been around for a few years. I know they've gotten a lot of popularity recently. It looks like they've been around for at least 10 years. Okay. I, def- I didn't know about them when I lived in Sacramento, but I left Sacramento like 10 years ago. So So what made you look them up? I had a friend um, I had a friend from a past job that he liked a lot of black metal, and he actually introduced me to a lot of bands. Very cool. So I learned a lot from this guy. He didn't play guitar, but he listened to a crazy amount of metal. So... I learned a lot of music from. I think some of the best music I've ever been introduced to has been through friends or coworkers. Something about the people that you work with or the people that you are close to. Or both. Or both in general because you spend a lot of time at work and you spend a lot of time at home usually. You know? Uh, Your friends and your coworkers become your friends. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. It depends on the situation. But I've been introduced to so much good music on the West Coast, and a lot of bad music, but I've been introduced to a lot of good music on the West Coast, so if anything I know about the Northwest, there's a ton of people out here that know a ton of music. That's a real thing. Um, I think in certain areas of the country, there's just specific kinds of music. The weird part about the Northwest is it has so many transplants that everybody brings their own yes. musical uh, spin. <clears throat> one of the, Oregon's actually one of the fastest uh, populations growing by state right now. A lot of people, oh, I believe it. Washington, Oregon, Oregon was Oregon. dope five years ago and it's still dope now, but the problem is is that the state is changing. Because so many transplants are moving in. To a different thing. And yeah. I definitely noticed that a lot of the locals, like where I where I work at now and a lot of other jobs, usually jobs that are blue-collar jobs are usually filled in, mainly people that are locals. Like These are people like they've lived in Eugene, their grandparents did. So yeah, they've told me how it's been changing where all of a sudden you have a lot of guys like us came yeah. in for a better life from out of state. Of course. And, you know, you have all these other people coming in it definitely changes things changes the culture literally well that's the problem with a lot of other states is that you have this giant population that ends up driving some people away you know when you Mm -hmm. spend so much time fighting traffic and fighting for a job also violence fighting people you know i think it wears on the psyche in general that's why a lot of people move away from bigger cities to go to suburbs or woodland yeah. areas and country areas. Or our case, and, leaving from states with a lot of people and a lot of problems. Well, I didn't have as many problems in Florida. I had an issue with the state's minimum wage, which I still have an issue with. Florida had one of the lowest minimum wages yeah, for, for the longest time. This is fucked up. And uh, it wasn't until just recently they really started to move it up a little bit. Uh, yeah, when I was first hired on to do my very first job, I was getting paid $5 an hour. Yeah, you know, which low. in retrospect is ridiculous. That is low. You know, because you have to work, you'd have to work an eight-hour shift to make $40. But the cost of living has gone up quite a bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's crazy how fast the costs of things have changed in our lifetime. Well, it's gentrification in the same sense. It's like when we grew up and where we grew up, it was already happening, but we didn't realize it because we lived in larger cities. So it and was also just we, spots we, that were, it was we happening. We were also young, too. Like we were young. Yeah, too. you probably didn't pay as, as much attention to Whereas, real estate and, and things of that yeah, nature. And, like, you have 
lived in big cities. I've also lived way in the wilderness too, and I've yeah. lived in between. So it's I've never lived in the wilderness really. Um, I've lived farish out of town, but but not far enough to say you know I'm 50 minutes from anything. Yeah, yeah no the the five months I did. The backcountry trails, I was literally in the wilderness for five yeah. months. I didn't see a toilet for five There's months. There's a lot of unincorporated areas in America. Yeah. Even Northern California had a lot of rural areas. Shout out Humboldt County and Trinity What's up, County Humboldt? And Delmar County and that rural triangle. Marijuana, marijuana, marijuana. Yeah, there are, there are a lot of unincorporated areas. And I, yeah. I definitely noticed people that traditionally lived in areas that are rural. They definitely, definitely tend to be more conservative, and they definitely tend to be more, you know, willing to just stay in an area because it's smaller. They know all their neighbors, they're friends of everybody. I think it's the problem is that most people would love to settle down, own you know a small property. Yeah, have a house a with a have a house with a yard that you can do whatever you want in it. Exactly, like everybody wants pretty much the same thing, and we have the the ability to get it. Just the distribution. But I think it's more financially yeah. uh, profitable if they have some people with mega houses, some people with no houses, and then a lot of people in the middle fighting for the homes. Yeah, hey. you know. That's the weird thing is that the middle class is is completely gone, man. There is no more middle class. There's just broke people, and then there's people that are doing better than the broke people. Yeah, there's people on the streets. And then right now, you and I are just above that. Yeah. Yeah, We talked about that. We talked about tiers of income. Working poor is the technical term. Yeah. And then above us would be middle class... And then you'd have, That's my whole argument, you, man, is that like, the middle have, class doesn't really exist because yeah. to be middle class in the 90s, you had to have made around 60 to 70 uh, K a year or something like that. Like That was reasonably middle class. And that's not that far out there because the cost of living was a lot lower. Yeah. But now the cost of living is way higher. The price yeah. of gasoline is way higher. The price of most things are a lot higher. Everything. And I don't think there's people anything. are literally making around the same for most jobs. You know, minimum wage has barely changed in a few years. Yeah. Um, it is going in a better direction, but it's just not going as fast. It's going to take a generation or two before they figure out that a baseline income for most people would be the route to go. You yeah. give everybody forty five k a year. That's the baseline income to do most jobs for know? right now. But it might change. Well, right well, now. right now, if you're making minimum wage, working a full time job, you're not making more than thirty k a year. Yeah, which is which is around technically what? below the poverty line. I think you got to make forty. Well, to be the above. poverty line used to be twenty seven thousand. Something like I, that. I don't. I think that's outdated now. But I don't know, dude. It, it's weird because. It's like under fifty. If you don't make like fifty thousand dollars a year, you're pretty poor. You're you're not living great. You know? Yeah, I've I've never made fifty k. So like you, I've never made that much. So. No, and and that's the crazy part is that if you started everybody, all the low class workers at that, it would bankrupt the economy, and then everybody would get what they want, but there'd be no jobs. So it's it's a it's a weird dance, you know. Yeah. And also just on the whole thing too of everyone not able to work or willing to work too. Well, that's why you pay your taxes. And if the government has an issue with us paying taxes, they always raise them. Oh, yeah. When's the last time you heard about taxes getting lowered? There's a huge economic theory about... And, of course, it's written by rich people about not lowering the taxes on the working class because, oh, well, there's more of them, even though there are... Even though, even though there we, are... We know, outbreed the rich. We outbreed the rich. We outwork the rich. But we die at younger ages. Yeah. So they're able to reap the benefits of our work for a lot longer and then have their generation of, you know, Get people that'll, that'll uh, in, in eventually come into their money... And then by the time that that generation is coming into that money, we're dead. Yeah. So that's the fucked up part is that 
by the time we're able to do anything, we're going to be dead. So, live it, live life like you got no tomorrow, folks. Go out, punch a cop, spend a night in jail, see how it, see how it feels. Please don't go punching a cop. We're not advocating uh, police violence. Don't go out punching policemen or women or anything in between. Whatever police want to be called these days. If you do, that's all on you. <laughs> all right, Trevor, that wasn't even hard, was it? No. It was an hour. Yeah. He was complaining about the runtime, folks. I think an hour's perfect. All right, guys, that's been Two Lonely Boys in a Canoe podcast with Chris Evans. A.K.A. Gravel Shits. And Gorgeous George, A.K.A. Trevor Alstrom. Well, it would have been A.K.A. the other way, but yeah, yeah, all right. (laughs) All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Out. Well, I guess we won't see him.